3: What up, what up, and welcome to the show. It is Maggie and Perloff across the country on CBS Sports Radio. We're streaming youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. We've got to get to LeBron James Perloff because we found out that the pop that he felt in the Lakers comeback against the Mavs, well, probably should have been a little concerned about it because now he's got a right foot injury. They're going to reassess in two weeks, according to Shams Charania. Like, we're not going to see LeBron at least for two weeks, and I wouldn't be surprised if this maybe signals the end of the entire regular season.
1: Can I ask some basic questions here? What is yeah, the sure. injury?
3: Well, I got right foot for you. This is like hockey uh, when they just say lower uh, body injury. we're not getting anything specific. and I
1: don't even I don't even have out for a few weeks. I have they fear he will be out for a few weeks.
3: Sham's updated it. They're gonna the let us know. oh he'll get reevaluated in two weeks. Here's the other weird part about yeah. it if we're gonna dive into the details. They're expecting multiple opinions. What is like going? He's on He's going to go is see it? many doctors and get many opinions on this. So,
1: I don't yeah. understand. You hear a pop. Uh, you know, is your Achilles pop? What's going on here? What well, is this a,
3: pop? Usually means the Achilles, but you can tell with the Achilles. Usually, first of all, he, he wouldn't be able to walk. probably play on it for a whole no, quarter and a half.
1: You would know if your Achilles pop, You would know for the rest of your life. No, it's it's weird. All of this is weird. All the discussion around it, fact that he got hurt, then he scored 11 more points in a win over the Mavericks. Yeah. So I, I understand adrenaline is going and your body's really warm. I don't, I don't understand this.
3: Well, what do you mean you don't understand?
1: I don't understand what the injury is. I don't understand. Normally a player has a hamstring injury. Normally right. a guy has turf toe. Normally a guy sprains his knee. Nothing about this is, give me an injury. <laughs> so
3: generic foot injury generic, is not enough we, for you?
1: We fear that there may be a foot injury. What, give me an actual injury that is happening to LeBron James here.
3: Well, I mean, he's not going to play. And I, do, Are you alleging that like he's making it up or something?
1: No, I, I, don't, I don't understand how he could, could play on it the rest of that game and then be out for three weeks. I, I don't totally understand that. And I don't understand, is it what kind of injury is it? Is it a broken right foot?
3: I don't know, but if you're watching a lot of Lakers games, you'll notice that often LeBron would be taking his shoe off
1: Yeah, I, when I've he would that. sit
3: on the bench. It happened most notably, I thought, in the game where he passed Kareem's record.
1: Yes, and exactly. The first he, thing he did was took off
3: his shoe. He was taking his shoes off, so maybe this has been something that bothered him. Now, listen, feeling a pop is never good on any part of your body if you're a professional athlete, let alone just like a regular person walking around. I feel a pop when I'm like getting out of bed. I'm like, oh so God.
1: you're saying it was a pre-existing injury? You're I just adding to he... the drama?
3: <laughs> yes. Maybe it's just something that he was playing on that just got worse and finally became untenable.
1: Yeah. I... Maybe as a buddy, you know, we're a betting public. Are, are you supposed to share these kind of things? Oh, well, the NFL would say, hey, give it give it actual injury here.
3: Yeah, you might be right about that. You think but... it's
1: plantar fasciitis?
3: You know, I'm not sure. Well,
1: so, so <laughs> <long>. <laughs> I, like, I like that you tried to answer that. You know, I'm not sure. Yes, because this is all very mysterious. Unnecessarily so.
4: I'm, I'm sleuthing a little bit, but there's the medial ligament, the anterior tibiofibular ligament, ligament, the tor- yeah. the calcaneofibular ligament. There's a bunch of ligaments, obviously, in the ankle. So it's possible that outside of Achilles or plantar fasciitis,
3: oh, get, it could have been, been like a torn ligament
4: things. in his ankle. I'm totally. going to, I'm going like to
1: see Dr... Dr. Rock Positano tomorrow. Oh, I'm go. sure he'll
3: give you a full update.
1: I believe he's treated LeBron before. He knows that foot.
3: Yeah, he knows that foot. <laughs> he knows that, know that foot. foot anywhere. He <laughs> well, right I Ryan? don't
1: know if he knows that foot <laughs> or the got, other foot. Who knows?
3: <laughs> he's got a database. Okay, so right now, the Los Angeles Lakers, 29-32. and 32. They've won three games in a row, four out of their last five. They're six and four in their last ten. They are trailing the Portland Trailblazers, who are in 11th place. You got New Orleans, Minnesota, Utah, in front of them, in terms are, of trying of them, to make the actual playoffs,
1: are two of those teams actively tanking?
3: Well, Utah, we thought was going to be actively tanking, but now they're not because they're thirty-one well, and thirty-one. No,
1: but they've been—they've lost a lot lately, and the, the Pelicans are done. They're tanking too, so those teams are going to fall
3: off. The Pelicans have lost four in a row. Uh, and
1: something like, they look at their last 20 games. No, it's they're, been rough. They're terrible.
3: And it doesn't, I mean, speaking of mysterious injuries, where's Zion Williamson? He
1: he felt a pop in his foot, and we fear yeah. he's going to be out for the rest <laughs> of his career. Yeah,
3: and I, I don't know if we're ever going to see him again. No, I mean, listen, the really tanking teams are the Houston Rockets, San Antonio, uh, Detroit. I mean, these are the teams that are really trying hard for Victor Wambinyama. not Not the half in, like Utah, but... Man, right this- now, here's the question. Do you trust that Anthony Davis and the rest of the Lakers could actually make a run? Stu's laughing. You're laughing?
5: You <laughs> make don't a,
1: trust it. Make no. a run to the playoffs? Stu, you don't even believe they could get into the playoffs? Uh, in the the 10, 10 seed? Maybe, but that's. I think that's a stretch.
3: Get to the play-in tournament?
1: Eh, I don't, I don't buy it.
3: Season's over for you. I think season's over. Man, Disappointment. It was a fun uh, one game.
1: <laughs> it's <was> a fun
3: <laughs> comeback against the Mavs. Yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I stupidly put a bet on the Lakers <laughs> to come out of the West. That's not happening. Yeah,
3: that but bet is not called the. Kibosh. I don't think the I
1: don't think the playoff dream is over.
3: I, I don't see weirdly. I don't know if it is either. You know, maybe yeah. call me Pollyanna. Maybe I'm just being a little naive. But if Davis stays healthy, he was excellent. He was the best player on the floor in that Mavs. Yeah, was
1: an MVP level player. He's Anthony yeah. Davis.
3: Well, yeah, when healthy and he can be awesome. This is a new team trying to gel to try to make the play in. Now again, you know, Portland is a fun team to watch. When Dame's scoring seventy one points, I mean, what are you gonna do about something like that? He's incredible. Could they still make the play in? I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility here.
1: So you have three Do you
3: and I sound like suckers?
1: Okay, I think there's seven really good Western conference teams. Then you got Utah, Minnesota, New Orleans. Then Portland and the Lakers hanging out right outside. I think the Lakers can end up on the top of that tier, even without LeBron. Maybe I'm a total idiot here, but you give me a team with D'Angelo Russell and, and Anthony <laughs> oh, Davis? Uh, I don't <laughs> know about that. That kind of seems like a play-in level team, no?
3: Well, Anthony Davis, Vanderbilt, with some Schroeder slash Russell, with some Beasley sprinkled in.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're talking about the play-in tournament. We're not talking about the NBA Finals. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. I mean, you were thinking about the NBA Finals, but I think that's pretty much gone. So looking at their schedule, listen, it's not going to be easy, but Perloff, as you mentioned, a lot of the wind just got taken out of the sails of the game tonight in Memphis.
1: Uh, Yeah, it did. Um, Okay, I think that they're going to pass New Orleans and they're going to pass Utah and they're going to be in the playoffs. I'm making that prediction right now. Well, it's a playoffs or playing is not the play
3: in technically is not the playoffs. Basketball reference doesn't count it as playoff games.
1: So I think the interesting question, if, if they look like they're still in and maybe three games left and LeBron can get back in it, do you think he will for that? Or does he just call quits?
3: I don't know. And I'd be curious to know what the, you know, the LeBron haters would have to say about that. You know, if they keep the ship afloat here, and then all of a sudden, with five games left or something, here comes LeBron back in on the White Horse. I don't. Well, know. is
1: it better or worse for LeBron? I mean, LeBron haters could say, "Oh, his team's out there and he's not even doesn't even have a real injury."
3: Yeah, <laughs> I think
1: either you know you know LeBron haters they'll they'll find a way to they'll hate LeBron. They'll find a way to hate on him no matter. Either what. Either way, although I think that I think we're beyond the LeBron legacy years. Right? This is if they don't make the playoffs. Is this a knock on LeBron's legacy, e- whether he's playing or not?
3: I don't think so. I think the legacy now is let's see if he's actually going to play with Bronny. But you know what? The funny thing is they kind of got us believing a little bit because after yeah. the trades, it looked different. It looked a lot better. Now, who do they really beat? Like it's listen, it's impressive to come back from 27 down against the Mavs, but it's a
1: pretty good. The Mavs are a good team. I know they've, they haven't really gelled yet with Kyrie, but that's a pretty good NBA team.
3: Are there any Laker fans out there who still believe 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227? The other interesting thing about this is, is we all are waiting for LeBron to show his age. And, like, listen, he misses he misses time every year. Every player does now. And he's gotten, you know, bumps and bruises along the way, obviously. His first year in L.A., he missed a big chunk of time with injuries. But is this LeBron maybe starting to show his age a little bit? Are we yeah. finally seeing some cracks here in a guy who's looked basically indestructible for the last 20 years?
1: Right. I mean, I think that you don't really see him showing his age and his play as much as you are now in his durability. But I don't understand. I kind of wonder, why is he playing so many minutes when he does play? He seems to play 38 minutes a game. He doesn't really know how to go any other way. can he play 30 like Giannis?
3: I think they try to get him around 30, but I think they need him to win these games.
1: He's the only... Didn't he lead the league in minutes played? Was it last year or most minutes per game? He was at 37.2 minutes per game. He's 38 years old. What's he doing? I I I wonder if there was a telling the coach he
3: doesn't want to come out.
1: I know that he was going after the scoring title this year, so he wanted to play a lot of minutes. But I felt like there might have been a smarter way to manage LeBron. Yes, at
3: least LeBron does like when he is healthy, though. Generally, he plays right. It's like when I think uh, of the load management guys, I don't actually think of LeBron as one of those guys. I think of Kawhi as a load management guy. No. I think of I mean, I, Kawhi as kind of the poster child.
1: But LeBron had that that quote-unquote groin injury that he just shut down a season for yeah. nothing. right? I mean, that was in...
3: Saw the writing on the wall.
1: Yeah, I mean, LeBron, I think that's his form of load management. If the season's not going anywhere, he shuts it down. So that's, do you
3: think that's what this is?
1: So I have no idea. Uh, I do think that he definitely... I see, when you watch him play, you feel like he's about to be hurt, don't you? <laughs> well, <laughs> the, he has this vibe like he's about to start limping at any time. I, 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 I don't know. Of, I mean,
3: he still goes so strong to the basket. That's why he's like bull rushing. Yeah, the, the way dude.
1: he runs, it kind of looks like me now on the court. It's <laughs> oh, kind of, gosh,
3: don't say that. It just
1: looks a little old man-ish. No? I, I, you know,
3: I, I don't see old man when I'm watching him.
1: Really, I you couldn't tell me, if you were just, did not see his face, you, didn't, you couldn't tell, you don't think you could tell the difference between 24-year-old LeBron and 38-year-old LeBron just well, in a running style?
3: I mean, maybe he's got more pep in his step when he's 24, I get that, but he can still throw down like a tomahawk dunk anytime he wants to. Yeah, he's to. still
1: explosive, but the way he runs just looks like... It always looks like he's kind of, you know, old men, they get up and down the
4: court and they stretch in there and their back hurts. And he's got that. That's basically me walking up and down the hallways right
1: now. Like, (laughs) Is this a new
3: character for Prolov? old man? (laughs) You know,
4: it's only
1: have to be that old. When you get to a certain age, when you get off a chair, you make a noise. Like, (laughs) ah! And LeBron is definitely... You know
3: what I've found I've started doing lately and I got to stop doing this? Is sighing a lot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't... Like, get in the elevator and people are there. I'm just like, Ugh. it's like, I shouldn't do this. Yeah. Don't well, make, you don't want people to think you're getting old.
1: No, but LeBron does all that stuff. LeBron's a dad, just like the rest of us. You kidding me? You, you think he doesn't worry about pulling on his back when he's lifting his daughter? He's kind of, <laughs> LeBron's a man. He's not superhuman, Maggie.
3: Well, it kind of feels like it. Um, we got to get to some Barkley sound here because, again, I don't think LeBron's milking this. I think he actually is hurt but the barkley was actually talking about something tangentially related but but not really he was talking about load management he was on first take with steven a
5: i love adam he's a great Good guy luck. he's a great commissioner what happened is i think he kind of went overboard trying to take care of the players you know i don't think fans get mad if you're making 30 40 50 million dollars if you play basketball every night but you can't make 30 40 50 million dollars and then sit out games I think it's disrespectful to the game. I think it's disrespectful to the fans.
3: See, this is the one thing I don't understand about Barkley did this. Bill Simmons did this recently, and I don't understand this. Why are you blaming Adam Silver for load management?
4: He's enabling the players and saying it's okay. Who, but no, seven-
3: no what, What's really behind load management? It was the teams who have their sports science staffs who then dictate to the player, this is how many games you're going to play, and this is how we're going to keep you healthy. Do people not remember that Adam Silver works at the favor of the owners?
1: Well, yeah, but Silver shouldn't have came out and said that, that he's okay with load management. He defended load management. Because he's
3: defending the owners. He's not defending the players here. Like That's the biggest misconception about this whole thing, in my opinion.
1: But a commissioner is a front-facing person. You don't tell the fans that we're mailing it in. Well, you They're, just you're there like Goodell to lie to people and say well, hey we're still good yes. so he never should have said
3: that okay maybe he sh- well what he said was not that I- it wasn't necessarily that I'm okay with it he first said that he thought it was overblown right, about that's... how much people talk about it Yay. which I mean listen it doesn't matter if it's overblown in your opinion or not now you you're you're battling perception more <laughs> than you're battling the actual statistics of stars who are sitting out games. Like, I, he is, because there actually are real injuries in the NBA, too. We have to leave some room for that. Like, Kevin yeah. Durant is actually injured. He's coming back tomorrow. So, I, the one thing, I, I just don't understand how this is Adam Silver's doing. Like, well,
1: I think they were, they weren't they, I assume that segment was about Adam Silver's comments. So, he said, I love Adam, but those comments are... I think he's the face of this because he came out and said all that in All Star weekend.
3: Well, but I think that the owners are the ones who are dictating this, right? Because they pay all this money to these players and they want them to be healthy for a playoff run, right? You know, and that's what I think that's what their goal is ultimately because these owners want to win championships because that's like the rich person flex. Yeah, you know, you get to win a championship. That's what they're in it for and to make money, obviously, but like. I just don't see how the players get fully blamed for this when it comes from the top.
1: Yes, technically, Adam Silver does work for the owners, and you're going to laugh at this, but the commissioner is hired to not just work for the owners but to also be a regulator to the owners. There's times where Goodell has had to Bigfoot the owners. That, yeah, I mean,
3: how's he doing on that?
1: I mean, listen. Dan the, Snyder still the owns dude, the
3: commanders. How's that going?
1: Ask people in New England. Ask people in New Orleans about Roger Goodell. He will yeah. he will Bigfoot an owner because the other, really because the other more powerful owner is forcing him to. Yeah. But I think the commissioner's job is to help the owners help themselves because I, I think load management is just killing the NBA. I think the interest is down by... 30% from where it is 10 years ago and I think it's I don't think it's politics I think it's load management. I mean the All-Star game it was unbelievable the ratings I could not oh, believe. They were awful. Okay but yeah. here's the
3: thing who do you think is dictating the load management
1: I think it's a, it's definitely the teams, but I think yeah. it's the commissioners. The commissioner has to say something. That, he can't say you guys are overreacting this. He has to say I understand people's frustration, and we're working our hardest to try and fix this to make every night meaningful in the NBA. You can't. Somebody's got to say that. Somebody's got to stand up for the league for what's best for the league, don't they? I mean, besides Charles Barkley, someone's got to say, hey, I know you think that uh, these games are a joke, that you don't want to watch it because you don't think the teams are taking them seriously. But listen, we're really working to make every game exciting.
3: So while that would might be the perfect thing that he could say, he also is in a, set, in, a in a position where all the TV contracts are about to be up for the NBA. And this is going to happen really soon. Right. So I can understand in this particular moment how you do a little nothing to see here right now as we're trying to... Let's get our like network partners locked in. You just saw that TNT, who Charles Barkley works for... They said they're not even sure if they're going to be in the bidding for the NBA. So, like, you've got to put your best face forward here and being publicly contentious or having it look like you're being publicly contentious with the players, I think it might be the wrong tact right now. You can't be like, yeah, our guys are lazy, they're not playing. Because also he knows that's not true. It's It's the teams and the owners who don't want them overexerting themselves in every regular season game.
1: I totally you, understand what you're saying, yeah. but just to take on the fans and the media in this case seems ill advised. Because also too, he doesn't I mean, have a
3: solution. That's re-
1: why, regardless of what the TV thinks, is like the NBA might sign some massive, massive deal. Yeah, they're probably going to NBC, right? Honestly, like they have to worry about it. I what I would do is totally. It's never going to happen. What's that? I would shorten the regular season.
3: That's people put that out there in the universe, yeah. and like we can all try to manifest a seventy-two game, a seventy-two game yeah. season or whatever. It's never gonna happen. Yeah, I just they think they never contract.
4: No, the, there's a way, and I know that we've talked about. It and you guys aren't big fans of mid-season tournaments. They're doing but, that, right? So you shorten the NBA season to add the mid-season tournament, and so you have a shorter season, but you have more. Quote, unquote,
3: meaningful
1: Oh, so you go to 70. Okay. Yeah, something to tighten it.
3: Okay, but are you, yeah. I mean, listen, again, that's the owners. You think the players, of they probably don't want a shorter season because they don't want to give back money because the owners are going to say, every home game you take away from me, I'm going to pass that on to the players, and I'm going to make salaries not as big.
1: So in the midseason tournament, how does it work? So are they going to cut the salaries?
3: No, I, I don't think the mid-season tournament happens on top of the 82 games.
1: Oh, yeah. well, no. Mike was saying you go down to 72. You can't have the mid-season tournament and 82 games.
3: Yeah, man.
4: I don't think they're going to do that. I think if they do a mid-season tournament, they're going to do 72 or 70-something and a mid-season tournament.
3: Mm, yeah. I don't know if that's worked out yet, though.
4: No, and I don't think the mid-season tournament is official. They haven't bargained it in. I think they've talked about wanting to do it. I don't think that's official yet. I think that's all part of shortening the season and then adding a mid-season tournament. I
1: have to be honest. uh I never knew the mid-season tournament was about shortening the regular season. Is that what – Why I always wondered why – I know soccer is exciting. I couldn't understand why Adam Silver was so into this mid-season tournament. Well, I think
3: they, yeah, they look at soccer. So the latest was from Shams in September who said uh, earliest it could take place is next year, 2023-2024 season. And I don't think they're all of a sudden going to be like, all right, we're taking it down to 72. Listen, maybe they will. You do have a collective bargaining agreement that's going to start here with the NBA. That's going to bore everybody to death.
1: I didn't really hear a lot. I didn't hear too much fan excitement about the midseason tournament. I remember we we talked about that. It did seem like it kind of caught fire.
3: You know, but no one was really excited about the play-in, I think, at first. And that ended up being kind of fun. Like, the play-in's fine. But
1: I don't understand the midseason tournament sounds like an exhibition. So,
4: well, they're actually talking about the midseason tournament will actually be part of the normal 82-game schedule. The only, the eight teams that advance to the final eight will play more games in the eighty two.
3: Yeah, I mean and they're probably gonna have to get paid for those. So, I think that's part of it, oh, by so the way. Right. Yeah, but so they're adding games. They're adding
4: yeah, so the, the, the main part of the tournament are gonna be considered part of regular season games.
3: I mean, I don't know how that's if it's gonna really help your load management problem. That's the other thing. They just don't have an answer right now. They don't have an answer.
4: Well, part of it also is like the winner of the midseason tournament, like each player gets a significant bonus. So the players might say, I don't want to load manage these games, and maybe it fixes it, maybe it doesn't, but at the very least, it makes the games meaningful for the players too. Eight
3: five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. All right, see you guys on the phones. We'll get to that in just a moment. Also, we got the latest for you from the NFL Combine. Which general manager is lying his face off today. We'll get to that in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Pearl off on CBS Sports Radio. We're streaming youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
1: call from mom
3: answer it call silenced
2: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game
5: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45%, up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply.
1: We're back on Maggie and Perloff. It is definitely the boring part of the combine right now. The GMs and the coaches are talking and they're interesting headlines, but later in the week and into next week over the weekend, we will see players throw against air and we will overrate in shorts. We will overrate everything we see. And I mean, obviously, the most probably the most important thing is Bryce Young's weigh in if he does weigh in. Now the Which players that's
3: not even a given right. yeah,
1: i I asked somebody in uh, in the NFL, they said the players have a choice on they can do whatever they want or not do whatever they want because players' rights have been sort of elevated because the Wonder leaks were such a disaster. Yeah, so I think that's good. All the quarterbacks are going to throw. Mel Kuiper put out Mel Kuiper put out a mock draft today. There were four quarterbacks in the top nine. Now Anthony Richardson was number nine to the Seahawks which a pretty, pretty interesting combination. Yeah, that's, Keep Geno Smith for yeah. a year. Do a little then, Matt
3: Flynn, Russell Wilson, but obviously with a much higher draft pick situation. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Now, you, are a big fan of Anthony Richardson, We're yeah. talking about his odds to be number one overall, and they have shot way up. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, like crazy. So last week, and I was reading this on CBSSports.com, last week... He was listed as eighty to one at Caesar's Sportsbook Ooh. to go number one overall, and now he's six to one. Yeah. These are the same odds to go number one overall that he shares with Will Anderson Jr., the pass rusher from Kentucky, or excuse me, from Alabama and Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. Unbelievable! That's crazy to me.
1: Is it as simple as our? I but, believe it. Our buddy Chris Trepasso put him number one last week in a mock draft last Wednesday to the Colts, and that turned a lot of heads. Now that being said, 6 to 1, yeah, I it's, now you don't get the value in that pick.
3: No, now it's over. If you had him at 80 to 1, That'd maybe, be
1: amazing. But I still don't, I still don't think he's going to go number 1. I because here's the thing, Anthony Richard, I know you love them. Yeah. It seems like that's a bit of a risky pick because when is he going to be ready? Is he going to start immediately?
3: Well, that's the thing. What's the plan? So right yeah, now, what's the plan? Bryce exactly. Young is still the favorite to go number one overall at minus 125. Ohio State C.J. Stroud is behind him at plus 250. Um, Richardson has raked in the most tickets bet on him. Uh, comes in second in Handle, the total amount of money. So what I think is the interesting thing about Anthony Richardson is it's the Josh Allen thing, right? Which is he's got... The height and the weight. He's 6'4", 230. That's yeah, what he's listed as. Gigantic. Yeah, he's huge. He's I also Allen's huge. Allen's Alan's massive too. He's got an incredible arm, and right. he led the FBS in rushing yards last year. So, like, I think what people look at and say, okay, maybe his accuracy is not great. Maybe he didn't complete sixty percent of his passes last year in his first time as a full starter at Florida. Okay? Right, but Josh Allen's accuracy was terrible, and no one thought that could be fixed on the pro level. And then, huh? Lo and behold, they were able to get him receivers that can catch bad balls. They were able to lean on his ability to run, and Josh Allen is now known as being not the most accurate. But people don't talk about that with him anymore. They, okay, they, they may be good, but they don't.
1: And, okay, Josh Allen's great. Yeah, and, so maybe
3: Anthony Richardson could but, be like Josh Allen. But Josh Allen started right away. I don't think that would be the case here with right. Anthony Richardson.
1: But who's the other? How many times has that worked?
3: It's. It feels like it could be the exception.
1: Name another Josh Allen.
3: Well, that's the thing. There aren't that many.
1: I mean, there are a lot of guys who are inaccurate in college and get drafted high. Yep. Jake Locker jumps to mind as the number one. He wasn't that big, though. Yeah, but... Well, he was—he was pretty. He big. was
3: big, but he wasn't six four.
1: was probably six two, two twenty, something like that. Yeah, but no. Regardless of that, the the accuracy, the idea that accuracy could be fixed, it's happened, I think, once. Okay,
3: but the the one thing I think where at least you get a little bit of a safety net is like, okay, you get a year no. to work on the accuracy, or that will always be a work in progress, right. probably. But at least in the meantime, you have yeah. a really strong runner. In this day and age in the NFL, like, that is, running quarterbacks are the thing. Great runner. And, you know, saves you on third downs and keeps the chains moving and all of that stuff.
1: Didn't work with Malik Wilson. He he's an amazing runner and actually ran really well. Just yeah. couldn't throw it all.
3: I know, but did they have great receivers for him at Tennessee? Like, that's the other part. you got to have the right receiving core for these kinds of... The hard look at you... Jalen Hurts. I mean, it's... he was known as a runner, and then you have... Devontae Smith, you get him A.J. Brown, and Mm. lo and behold, he becomes Mm. this incredible passer. How'd that happen?
1: Jalen Hurts was an incredible passer his last year at Oklahoma. I mean, his numbers blow away Anthony Richards's
3: Yeah, but he also had a better team than Florida's team.
1: I mean, yeah, but listen, Josh Allen was a Wyoming.
3: Yeah, and he had terrible numbers. Florida,
1: I, I actually don't really know much about Billy Napier's offense, but it doesn't seem like... He, so wasn't, have he wasn't at a Utah State like Jordan Love. <laughs> I get
3: it. He's yeah. not hiding. He's in the SEC. And by the way, right.
1: every single thing you said, to me, applies to Will Levis, too. I'm putting Levis and Richard exactly the same.
3: Yeah, I think they have the similar I mean, qualities. Yeah, totally. Levis'
1: stats are not good. He's gigantic.
3: Yep, got a good Has arm. a
1: big arm. Yep. But bad stats, which I don't totally understand. So, yeah, I, I like what you're saying. And I, I'm listen, we're all watching Anthony Richardson. He just looks different than everyone else. He's totally. so exciting. He throws the ball at a rope 40 yards down the field. But then you look at these games, he's 9 for 28. Terrible. It's hard to explain that. I
3: know. I, and I can't. I can't. I
1: can't wrap my head around it. But
3: I think that's, anytime you're in the draft, I know when you're picking high, you want a little bit more of like a... I don't want to say finished product, but cl- at least you could see it. Yeah. You know, it really is about who's going to develop him. And yeah. if you make sure that he's not going to start his first year, like he should probably should have gone back to Florida this year.
1: Problem is, you know, and you know. know this, Maggie, there's so much pressure. If you take him in the top 10, which I think he's going to go in the top 10, there's going to be so much pressure to get him on the field.
3: No doubt. For a few reasons. One, usually if you're drafting a quarterback in the top 10, it means you've probably been wandering in the quarterback desert for a while. You got to give the fans something to get excited about, right? This is the mistake that Samters Jets made with Zach Wilson. It was like, oh, and with Sam Darnold. Both of those guys should never have started right away, but they did because you're trying to get the fan base excited, sell tickets, the owner gets involved, says they want to see the hot shot. You got to make sure you stay the course here.
1: Also, I think my excitement level on him is going to depend on what team he goes to. That's true. If he goes to Seattle... I'm all in. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Anthony Richardson in a Seahawks uniform just sounds cool, doesn't yeah, it? But if he goes to the Texans, a team like that where he's, he's going to learn re- on the job, where he's really going to be expected to do a lot immediately, yeah. that that's what I don't want to see.
3: What about the Raiders?
1: That's tough.
3: That offensive line. Still, I mean, how
1: many years it? does Josh McDaniels have? Does he have time there to develop him? Yeah, Maybe. Yeah,
3: I think he does. I think he, I think McDaniels probably has more time with a rookie quarterback than he does with. Aaron Rodgers for a year.
1: That's true. I, I I don't know. I I just worry about that team. I'd rather see him in Seattle for for him than than Vegas. Uh, he does look like a Raider though. The, you know the Raiders took Jamarcus Russell, who's a very tall big quarterback and that yeah. was an all-time failure so that makes me nervous Listen,
3: Indianapolis could be another one get him with Shane Steichen your former yeah. offensive coordinator for the Eagles
1: get him to Seattle with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett let's do it let's <laughs> do it and then, him, then yeah. you got me Indianapolis yeah it's exciting I gotta admit this is this is more juicy to me than the GM quotes Like, you're getting my blood flowing a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, definitely talking about quarterbacks. Uh, Quickly, let's go to Barry, who's in Detroit. We're talking about load management in the NBA. Barry, what, what do you have, buddy?
6: Hey, uh, you guys are my new favorite show, by the way. Um, you. you know, this has always bothered me about the load management, and I feel like, Maggie, you pointed it out. It's the, it's the teams that, that think they have a chance, a real chance, to win the NBA championship. So I kind of understand it with four rounds of playoffs, but I don't know why they just don't tell them or at least strongly recommend to them. You can do load management, but you need to do it at home Games, mm. your fans might have to suffer, but the payoff for them is that they get to see you win a championship in June. I did like you know the NBA has sold superstars for a long time. So when the when Memphis Grizzlies come to Detroit to play the Pistons, it's not just the Grizzly, it's Ja Morant in the Grizzlies, right. and they only come here once. And if he sits out, then you, I, I just think I think that would be one of the ways to relieve it. To say, listen, if you guys are going to load management, you got forty-one home games try and pick and choose your home games. You guys are stars. The NBA, the fans love you. When you go to Detroit or Chicago, if you're a a Western Conference team, you need to play. Like, you guys need to play. You could sit home against Sacramento tomorrow night. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that would go a long way, especially like when they used to sit out the Saturday night primetime games. I would go crazy. I would be furious if I was ESPN. Like, you can't pick a better game than Saturday night primetime. I, I I just think there's a better way they could do it to where they could rest your home games
3: are going to your home fans will have to suffer right if you win it but all it could be for the greater it good right it, very solid exactly. solid call but Thank it's you the for exact making. opposite it is the, Dude, you're, why?
1: because you're gonna lose that road game so why waste your star because it's so hard to win on the road in the NBA you're not gonna waste your star at a road game also and this is a more old old NBA I'm sorry basketball playing guy when you're on the plane for eight hours you get off you know. You're probably not as loose. You're probably more prone to get injured on the road. I have no idea if there are numbers on this.
3: You're flying private, private jet.
1: Yeah, but also the pre- don't you feel like uh, you get off the jet? You're eating you're eating junk food on that jet. You're dehydrated. <laughs> maybe, maybe
3: we are. They're not yeah. eating bag of pretzels on a uh, commuter flight know, from n- Detroit to Milwaukee. You get up
1: there in the air and you want salty foods. I you know. you order drinks. You're like I I never wanted a tomato juice in my life, but <laughs> for some reason when you're on a plane you think differently.
3: It's true. I think the ninety percent of the world's tomato juice is consumed on airlines. Right,
1: because it's so salty and you're so dehydrated. I do think I this is just my imagination but I think it's you're a little more injury-prone on the road.
3: Well, I think there's a a, a little a more less complicated and maybe more sinister reason why this happens, which oh. is the owners get the gate at home.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying that the players are cheating on their wives out on the road. No. <laughs> no <laughs> they're exhausted. Well, I, I mean, do you know something
3: that I don't... I mean, well, listen, d- what,
1: yes, I do, as yes. a matter of fact. That <laughs> no. happens in the NBA. We're Sorry. all
3: familiar with the code of the road. I get that, but oh, I'm just saying that the owners want the stars playing in their building i like for my their theory homemade. i
1: like my theory better i mean they're already they're, <laughs> they're already... too they're too
3: distracted with the affairs no, they're, they're already
1: having. worn down they're like they walk walking with short hamstrings you know from the hotel i, I don't know <laughs>
3: jeez <laughs> no,
1: i mean I, I, come on I mean, sorry I, i'm sorry if kids are listening but i
3: like the pro athletes on the
1: road <laughs> <laughs> i
3: like the tomato juice theory
1: <laughs> all right you're right am i not it's allowed too allowed many to say
3: salty snacks you're definitely allowed to say Uh it. No,
1: I really do think that being in an airplane for four hours is not good for your body.
3: Yeah, but this isn't like back in the day when, you know, like, you know, Bill Russell and guys were were, were so traveling and you have a layover in Chicago to get to, you know, San Diego. Like, they're flying private on the most beautiful jets. Everything's first class. Come
1: on. I think it's still aware, Terry. I do. I, I, I don't care how nice your plane is. Yeah. I think the air pressure up there... And the barometric, <laughs> yeah i don't
3: were you about to hit this with the barometric pressure yeah
1: i don't i don't think your body i don't think it's good to fly i don't know maybe i'm totally wrong i'm gonna have to lebron knows about this stuff i'm gonna ask him
3: <laughs> let's ask him um also perloff alleges major major cheating that's funny oh i'm that's sorry hilarious <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if anyone's really ever connected those dots on a radio <laughs> show publicly maybe they have
1: yeah, uh, our star player uh yeah. <laughs> Why is he sweating when he arrives at the court? <laughs> this is terrible. I I don't know. I'm so sorry to everybody in the NBA. <laughs> most of them aren't even married. So they're all most of the NBA is 23 years old. This is fine.
3: There you go. Good kick save of a beauty for love. 8552124 <laughs> 855-212-4, CBS. 8552124227. Uh coming up. We all got to get over this, guys. He's not coming back. And I'll tell you what I mean in just a moment after this CBS Sports update.
5: Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. So glad to have you. Well, the NFL scouting combine is in full swing, but we had some... Unfinished business that we had to get to today. And that was Pearl off trying to make good on a promise that he made to our friend <laughs> Phil in Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, make good on a promise is one way you could word it. Maybe not lose something precious that someone gave to me is another way to put it.
3: Yeah. It's our Casamigos shot of the day. He shoots. <laughs> And the the today is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it, people like me. So here was the whole debacle. Perloff trying to pawn off a fake jersey on us.
1: Here it is. Bill's <sighs> Randall Cunningham jersey. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, it says number 12.
3: That's a Philadelphia Eagles t-shirt. No, it's <laughs> not. That is... Not what I remember. That's a totally different shade of green. It looks like you wrote 12 in it with a Sharpie on the back. I mean, Phil's here.
1: Andrew? Yes, Philip. I forgive you. Oh, in that case, this is obviously a Eagles t-shirt.
3: That I
1: Sharpied up in the break. <laughs> no, and by the yeah. way, I'm high as a kite on yeah. the Sharpie. <laughs> and it
3: stinks in here. Oh, it, look at Pearl off. Delicious.
1: All right, Phil, I can't do it anymore. Yesterday, it was completely lost. I found it today. I was just messing with you a little bit. Yes,
3: Perloff, add the Randall Cunningham jersey. All right, you came clean. Yeah. And now the Cunningham jersey is here in the studio. Next step, we got to get it signed.
1: We got to find Randall Cunningham. He was out at the Super Bowl, and we missed our opportunity. Now, next year's Super Bowl is in Las Vegas, where Randall lives Feels like we got to do it sooner than that. Yeah,
3: I think so. I don't know if we can have it for a full year before we get it signed.
1: I mean it's a good excuse to hold on to it because it is sick jersey. Yeah. And I love it. But, I mean, I can, I guess I could always buy a Randall Cunningham jersey. It's not even signed. It won't cost that much.
3: <laughs> well, we found out it's going to cost you about $200. Casamigos tequila, we're so proud to have them as part of the Maggie and Perloff family. What I was looking at, because around Tuesday is when I started thinking about what my Friday cocktail is going to be. Perloff bees Knees. It's on the Casamigos website. Casamigos Blanco tequila, fresh lemon juice, and the little honey Ooh. syrup. Shake it all together with some ice. And that's that's the thing for me.
1: That sounds delicious. Yeah, that's
3: good. Uh, Okay, we have to get to this because uh, we mentioned the NFL scouting combine. What's going on? Jason Light is the general manager of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Last year, he said he was going to leave the light on for Tom Brady. Remember, we thought Brady was retired. This was during his retirement hiatus. Okay. Because Brady retired uh, right after the Super Bowl and then announced he was coming back on Selection Sunday. So at the Combine, he was technically retired. Right. Jason Light said he'd leave the light on. So this year, what's he leaving on?
5: I said I'd leave a desk lamp on before. uh, Last year I said I'd leave a light on. Maybe it's a flashlight. I don't know.
3: Leaving the flashlight on. It's it's a cute thing to say. I can't imagine that Tampa actually thinks there's a shot, but a desperate team is going to call Tom Brady. Probably multiple teams are going to call him.
1: But go back a year. A year ago, a young show called Maggie and Perloffs just getting off, uh, getting getting off to a hot start, and yeah. we were doing great. But we both thought that Jimmy Garoppolo was gone from San Francisco and Tom Brady was retired, <laughs> and neither anything. of those things happened. So until they, re- until Tom Brady is gone from Tampa Bay for three years, I will leave a flashlight on. You have to admit it's not. If you had to handicap it. It's got to be something like 97 to 3 that he's not coming back. So at least there's a chance. <laughs>
3: 97 to 3? Or
1: 96 to 4. At least there's a, there's some chance. It doesn't feel like anywhere near 100. Does it to you?
3: Um, I'll admit, when he decided to not go directly to the booth and he said he was going to take mm, a year right. off before he goes to broadcasting, that was when I thought, well, is he doing that just to, like, maybe, I don't know, learn how to be a broadcaster or also spend some time with his family. I thought maybe that leaves the door open that if a team calls, okay, maybe yeah. I haven't fully gotten it out of my system. You know, he, he left himself a little wiggle room.
1: Right, and listen, if he does come back, there's no guarantee he wants to be a Buck. I know, I, do the Bucks even have his rights right now? No. He's He's a free, a, agent. He's a free agent, right. Yeah. So... I, I don't know how big his flashlight is, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think Tom Brady clearly was over whatever was going on in Tampa Bay by the end of last season. Yeah. He looks so, like he's ready to go. So if he does come back, I mean, sure. I Tampa Bay be in the mix. I'm just not counting him out. Out. That'd be silly to say it's, it's totally no chance. He's coming back.
3: Well, I thought this was a little surprising. So RadarOnline.com, Same as the Washington post. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> I, I listen, I don't know how reputable RadarOnline.com is, Perloff, but they have a story out. I know this. It's not The Onion, right? The Onion is satirical headlines that are clearly fake. RadarOnline.com is breaking a story today. NFL legend Tom Brady has drawn up a game plan for a new career in stand-up comedy. Yep. But his inner circle has been trying to talk him out of it. RadarOnline.com <laughs> has learned. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm a cynical gal. You guys know me. Yeah. This is trying to get some extra hype here, I think, for 80 for Brady. I can't figure out this is this cannot be true.
1: Listen, anytime that I mistakenly think a tweet is real that's fake, you spend about nine minutes making fun of me. Yeah. So I think
3: you think I'm getting got by the internet. I think
1: you're getting got.
3: Well, here's the thing, though. Because
1: part of you <laughs> thinks that he might be. I think your brain said, "Huh, if Tom Brady had a stand-up act, what would it be like?"
3: I was like, nobody thinks Tom Brady is setting up so, jokes with punchlines. So, and stuff. You gonna, no way. You,
1: do you think this is 100% a fake?
3: I think it's 100% a fake, but but again, this website isn't The Onion. It's not mm. you know, it's not making up fake things. It's not ball sack Sports. It's like Radar Online. It actually has other stories on it that are.
1: That's a ringing endorsement for their journalism. <laughs> it has other stories on it
3: that that are that don't appear to be fake.
1: Well, I, there's a couple of reasons yeah. Tom Brady is not going to be a stand-up comic
3: because it's insane.
1: He already has tons of money. Because good-looking people can't be stand-up comics because they didn't develop a sense of humor because they were too good-looking. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't need it growing up.
3: Is that right? Ugly okay, here... people like
1: me develop a sense of humor <laughs> so we can get girls.
3: Oh, that's yeah, not true. Yeah, Tom Brady. You think
1: Tom Brady needed to be funny? No.
3: I don't think Tom Brady had to be funny. So here are some other stories for RadarOnline.com. Um, Ryan Seacrest and girlfriend unwind on Miami Beach after departing live hosts is pressured to pop the question. Does that seem fake? No. It's a little stupid, but. Um, New York esthetician drops a lawsuit accusing Kim Kardashian of ripping off her business. <laughs> <laughs> I weirdly I don't see the Tom Brady thing in here. Uh-oh, did it get deleted? I I guess it's only online. I don't know. Something about Shakira, something else. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think maybe we should Fully vet this site.
3: <laughs> okay. So, you don't think Tom Brady is actually going to be a stand up comic? I
1: mean, listen. He's going to be
3: like I, at the comedy I, Cellar somewhere?
1: I think he's more likely to come back to the NFL than to become a stand up comic.
3: I can't even ta- imagine Tom Brady like emceeing an event, let alone becoming a stand up comic. Or you just have someone write the jokes for him.
1: Has he ever done a roast, a Comedy Central roast or something like that? would be fun.
3: I don't think so. Like Shaq, other athletes have done it. But... Yeah.
1: I mean, that'd be a great one. All the spy gay and deflate gay jokes.
3: Oh, uh, that'd be awesome. He'd never do it.
1: He is is a possible stand-up comedian, (laughs) Maggie.
3: How dare I throw cold water on his career? Thank you, Mike Samter, to Stu Kovacs, to Phil in Pennsylvania. What a good sport. The Weedos in the chat. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.